Welcome to the Human Design Profiles and Entrepreneurship Podcast. I'm your host, Chantel. I'm a 1-3-MG, a small business strategist, workshop facilitator, and the author of the Aligned Action series of workbooks for solo entrepreneurs. Thanks for joining us on this podcast, which is an active learning experiment on how we all experience entrepreneurship as individuals while we're also satisfying our desire for self-awareness. It's very true to my profile as a 1-3. Each episode is a profile of a human design enthusiast slash business owner who is here to share about how their personal profile lines have influenced their business journey. Today, I'm connecting with Shlesha, a marketing strategist specializing in lifecycle and email marketing. With over seven years of experience, she mastered the art of engaging customers through targeted, data-driven campaigns, significantly boosting client revenue. As a certified Clavio expert and conversion copywriter, Shlesha has helped many brands scale from five to seven figures a month. Have a listen while today's guest, Shlesha, a 6'2", shares her story while you read between the lines. So tell me... How is human design a part of your life and a part of your business? That's a great question. So I never really connected everything so deeply until very recently. Uh, So life goes on, right? And you're just like so stuck in the cycles of life and your business. And especially as a business owner, I'm sure you relate. It gets very hectic sometimes. So you never really, I won't say never, but very rarely you have a time to step back and take a pause and just reflect as to, hey, is there like a higher kind of power or something at play here around 10 years ago ish I started really looking deep and introspecting within myself and trying to figure out mm-hmm. what's the purpose of life uh, and getting kind of into that area one thing I really banked on was like human connection is important if you cannot connect with someone else you'll feel very lonely even if you're all by yourself and you're okay to be by yourself which I mean as a 6-2 I am okay to be myself I'm a hermit <laughs> but I would say that one thing I really started to focus on was things like connecting deeply on with other people and so when I got into human design I looked and I found out my profile I, it was actually astonishing because around 10-12 years ago there was an astrologer that told me very similar things to what my human design profile oh said. wow yeah it was crazy when I connected that so one of the things that my profile says is that I won't get into a committed, like, deep relationship until I'm past 30. And that's mm. exactly what the astrologer said. He's like, do not get married before you're 30. <laughs> you know? And then at that time, I was just like, okay, yeah, it's just like, ooh, you know, it's like, whatever. Um, right. I guess this is from, like, a different tradition as well. But they look at your birth chart in a similar way. So they look at uh, your time of birth, the place of birth, and I guess you're a star sign. Just to see the connection and uh, how unified everything is, is really cool. After I kind of stepped back and looked at things from a different angle, I realized that there is a lot more than what meets the eye. And it's, it's very easy to jump into conclusions and think you know what you're doing, but there is always something else out there that is kind of guiding you. Yeah, that's such a six line thing to to have that wider perspective to take the big level view of things that makes a lot of sense as a two line. I know that alone time is something that is super important to you. Tell me a little bit about how that plays out. Alone time is something that I feel with solitude, especially something that I feel I have learned to embrace. And I don't mean it in a lonely way. <laughs> it's very difficult being alone. Your mind attacks you when you're alone. And that's why we tend to, as human beings, we tend to distract ourselves by socialization. We go out. We try to actually, if you notice, we create chaos in our lives. 
when things are completely mm-hmm. fine we look for problems fine and you start to feel an eerie feeling when everything's going okay it's like when is that like negativity coming one thing i told myself in my mind was let's see because especially during the pandemic it was there wasn't really too much um, socialization going on anyways and i always for a long time i've been living by myself uh, so mm-hmm. ever since i moved out of my parents place to go to university after that i bought a condo so i have been on my own for the last um 10 something like 10 11 years or something like that now so mm-hmm. it has been a while but i had always kept myself busy by going out and hanging out with friends going out to work so i didn't feel as alone in fact weekends would come and if nothing was happening i'd feel like what's going on with everyone <laughs> like why am i not being called out or invited out or if my friends are watching movies together and they didn't invite me i would feel really upset by that i noticed a lot of things going on like a lot of chaos in my mind and then mm-hmm. i was like you know what let's just stay in our condo you have everything you need like i had everything i need i had a nice tv i had heating cooling a nice you know i had a bed to sleep on a lot of people don't have these privileges and i wanted to learn to be grateful for what i had and just learn mm-hmm. to sort through the chaotic mind that i had so mm-hmm. um in that i did a lot of introspection a lot of meditation a lot of connecting with myself and realize that one of the greatest purposes of life is connecting with other people but the only way you can do that is first by connecting with yourself on a deeper level and mm-hmm. like that's when i went to my hermit state i call it's so funny because before i even knew about human design i've been calling my condo my cave <laughs> <laughs> so i went in my cave and i felt like i was really like meditating and seeking and being like what is going on here i didn't want to fall in the traps of my mind which is very repetitive it kept on saying something like get a job you know get a better job, get promoted. Mm-hmm. Then it's like then the next thing it's going to say is like get married, then it's going to be like have kids. Right. And, and at the end of the day, you're just going to die. That was what I kind of understood was what is the purpose of life? Is it like to go through that repetitive cycle? And then the problem is throughout that process you're always complaining. You're always mm-hmm. complaining about your job. You're always complaining about like everything in life, your kids, your husband, your wife. What I very rarely seen a case where that's not true consistently. the consistency was something i wanted to figure out i would say being a hermit has played a big role in my evolution in my life and because of that when i was ready to like after the pandemic step back out connect with people i felt like i could form a much deeper inner connection with them well yeah because you have such a deeper knowledge of yourself that, that makes more sense. that comfort with yourself is paramount to developing solid relationships and friendships exactly. right like my relationship with my parents got so much better My relationship mm-hmm. with my friends got so much better. My colleagues got like anyone who I had relationships with before, a lot of them came to me and they're like, "You changed. You're so different." <laughs> that's your that's sixth line, thing. gaining wisdom. Yeah, yeah it's 100%. beautiful. Yeah, so when I read about human design, I was like, this is so true. Yeah. The sixth line operates as a 3 until 30-ish until your Saturn return, which is I think why you've heard that advice through two different lenses. But the three line which i'm a 13 the three line is all about experimentation and it sounds like you willingly consciously put yourself into an experiment with not exactly a time limit but almost like a time range really of okay this is going to be my focus for a little while and i'm going to see where this takes me for sure and thankfully like the outside world was also supporting that it's like you flow <laughs> with the wave and then you do your experiments within the wave or mm-hmm. you you know you go against the wave which is just going to bring a lot of chaos 
but I very frequently do experiments like that. Like I always do like 45 day practice. Like I like to introspect a lot and see things like if I'm cutting people off and I notice that I'm doing that a lot, I will do like a 45 day ritual kind of practice where I'll mm. say I'm not going to cut anyone off for the next 45 days, mm-hmm. but I will also do it for the next like 45. Like it, it depends. Like my times go anywhere from 21 to 45 days, depending on how complicated. Oh, interesting. Yeah, but you learn so much about yourself. You can actually if you really go beyond your realms of thinking and possibilities. Um, but I'll also do the opposite, which I'll be like, if my mind's like, self, you're too meek, like you don't talk, speak up often, then I'll be, I'll have an opinion for everything. Like I'll make sure I have an opinion. So right. it's not to like make a personality, but it's rather rather to show myself that I don't want my mind to think that can cage me into this personality that it thinks I am mm-hmm. not true I feel oh. like as human beings we're more than we are we're very powerful and I, I wanted to recognize that that's fascinating do you apply the cycle thinking to business at all do you do like a 21 day or a 45 day kind of experiment with that as well yeah I do so it depends like with business, you're very, your emotions, I find, are very much attached to your business. Uh-huh. It's a survival <laughs> thing as well, right? <laughs> so it's really easy to be like, for 21 days, I'm just going to like start cold pitching people. Because right. that's, that's something aligned and that's something everyone says you should do. But mm-hmm. to go against that and say something like, for 21 days, like this is very risky because I wouldn't want to give advice and, you know, say something like, for 21 days, I'm not going to talk to anyone and my business is still going to be fine. Like, that's not what I'm saying. Thing, but at the same time, you have to like measure where you are in your business. If your business is doing okay, I had this like 21 day period where I was connecting with a lot of people like on coffee mm-hmm. chats and some people were in- interested in my services. And I was like, let me just see what happens. I'm not going to propose the rate. And if they mm-hmm. ask me for what my rate is, I, I would tell them like, I'm very flexible. I want to hear what comes from you, like, what you think is fair for this. A lot of the times I felt that people didn't take advantage of that. They were pretty willing to be like okay they, they would ask like how about a ballpark because I could sense that they don't want to like overshoot or undershoot either but right in that case if they really pushed I would but a lot of the times I wouldn't and I found that also one of the things that I really wanted to build was not like I know a lot of people say charge what you're worth and it's true you should but I don't feel like one project is worth a relationship if you know that that relationship is going to be long term and even if you Charge a little lower on the first project. If mm-hmm. you know that the connection is worth it, over time, that relationship, it can bring you referrals, it can bring you connections, it can bring you so much. So mm-hmm. there's more than just money in business. And I feel people fail to see that. So these kind of experiments within business, I try to look at business as a connection, help me like build that connection-based thing in business as well. So Yeah, that's fascinating. I know like data is really important to you. So I bet you measure all of this. <laughs> What kind of interesting data has come up? So I don't actually, (laughs) I mean, data is important for clients' businesses. Like if I'm doing their Mm -hmm. email marketing, then I will only measure like what works through the data. But for like my own personal growth, a lot of it is intuitive. A lot of it, I do keep in mind, like, for example, if I know that I've reached a low point in my life before, I have data saying that this is what happened when you reach that point. How about we don't go there again? <laughs> so that kind of data is stored in my mind, yeah. but not nothing like written um, or anything. That's valid. Yeah, I agree. I've heard the saying before of like facts are not feelings or, or feelings are not facts or whatever it is. And I disagree with that, actually. 
if you can't take your feelings um, into account in some way, then you probably don't have a great understanding of what you're feeling, you know, and to find alignment, you do have to take take some it's of those feelings. It's very difficult. Into- I completely agree. And it's very, very difficult because your mind is attacking you usually from mm-hmm. so many different angles and you can't, it's mm-hmm. so hard to see through it. It gets very deep. Yeah. What's your connection with your inner voice? Do you have any practices that you do or is there any specific way that you hear your inner voice? I do have some practices that I do. So I have someone who guides me spiritually, like kind of like a mentor. So they've given me some practices, like, for example, mantras, I, I chant mantras. I, a lot of it is introspection and practice related, like these small challenges. I feel they really push you because you can chant any affirmations you want. You can do anything you want, but if you don't put it into practice, there's no mm-hmm. point. I've seen people who have chanted like what they call the most powerful affirmations or mantras but they treat people like crap so like I don't see the point of doing that at that point I would say it's very conflicted whether something is actually an inner voice or your mind trying to you know speak through to your desires like you desire something there's nothing wrong with desiring I think desiring everyone should get what they desire but we're very self-focused we're very much aware of our problems but we very rarely step out and look at someone else and what they may be going through. So just stepping outside of yourself really builds that. And that's a practice that I have been building. Right. I think too, with the 6-2 profile, the like micro macro, I feel like is a big theme. Introspect down to you individually, but then also apply that to the larger whole and then vice versa, right? There's a lot of perspective to be gained from going inward. There's also a lot of perspective to be gained by looking at the whole picture. I agree. I often see people in two boats for this. So one boat is introspection, look inside, look inside. It's right. You have to look inside. But there's so much you can learn from the outside world. Why is someone not talking to you, bothering you? That came from the outside, right? So these are signals coming from the outside that you then take within and you introspect and figure out why that's happening. So Mm -hmm. if you just discard the outside world, then there's nothing to really introspect upon other than just things your mind is making up. And if you really think about it, the outside world is seen inside your mind, too, because your eyes are projecting the image and it's being processed by your mind. So how much of it is really like truthful to what you what your senses are telling you? I think about that a lot. That occupies a lot of space in my one line brain, (laughs) just like how much we're in. I remember one time I was driving with a friend on the highway and we passed a car going the other way and I I was like oh that red scarf looked really nice and the person was like red scarf I didn't see a red scarf the passenger's green toque though and I was like what <laughs> but it just illustrates how there's so much information that's being processed and we each zero in on what our mind wants to zero in on and it's not necessarily the same as anybody else's which is like a trivial example, <laughs> but exactly. illustrates that larger concept. Yeah, and it's really cool because what you see as red, who knows if everyone else sees that as the same shade of red. There's you so are much taking that right out of my brain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you notice these things too. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I can nerd out on that for a really long time. So with all of the introspection that you do, how does that apply to decisions that you've made in your business? Yeah, so one would be not 
listening to everything just anyone says. When I first mm-hmm. started business, I used to, I still do consume a lot of content, like a lot of content, like take all the courses, listen to every Instagrammer, every YouTuber, every podcaster. <laughs> like I wouldn't question it. I'd just be like, okay, mm. that makes sense. Bombard people with emails, bombard people with calls. And that is a strategy. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I would say you have to test for yourself to know if it's applicable in your business model. So mm-hmm. a lot of people, what they're doing is they're actually parroting off information they hear from someone else. So it's like a yes. chain coming down. Like everyone's just saying the same things. And so I would say introspect, being intuitive, really helps you come up with an angle that you may not have heard from podcasts, or mm-hmm. maybe it'll lead you to a different podcast where someone's actually talking about something else. So right. it was just not following the crowd mentality and also thinking deeply within yourself about what is possible. Um, if people say, like a lot of people say, like you can get to 10K months, 100K, and all of these like, what you consider big numbers at that stage of business but introspection really helps you wonder why do I want 10k months why do I want 100k months do I just want to look good do I just want to be famous like what is the reason finding out your why is so important if you don't know your why and when I say why I don't just mean I want to live in a big house which (laughs) it is valid but I mean going deeper than that why do you want to live in a big house why? What will that give you? Will it give you happiness? If it does, if you and then envisioning yourself in that big house and then being like, okay, am I happy right now? Mm-hmm. Realizing that probably that was not what brought you true happiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, it's the, the surface level desires. There's deeper ones behind there. And if we don't stop to think about what those might be, we can wind up in a totally different direction than where we need to go. You know, like you're right with content, you can get absolutely influenced by something that someone does. Like I notice the feeling in myself as I scroll, stop on something for whatever reason it's caught my interest. And there's a specific point where you can go deeper into that. You can go fully into that direction or you can stop and go, okay, but does that apply to me? I agree with you about the copying and like how it's just descended from one level to another. You see how you're actually noticing these things that you're going down a rabbit hole. A lot of people don't even notice that they're going down that rabbit hole. If you can (laughs) see yourself as it's happening, you're in an observer state. So while (laughs) you're in the action, if you can observe yourself, it's kind of like you're out of your body. So it's really cool. And it's very fascinating. I definitely try to help clients achieve that, <laughs> to help them with their mindsets in business, because you're right. uh, being able to have that awareness as something is happening will serve you so well. Hearing your inner voice as you're processing to hear that in the moment just gives you so much great insight onto you know whether something is meant for you or not meant for you, whether it's going to be something that feels aligned or, or not. And I agree that in business especially, we need to be listening to that. We need to be paying attention to that as we go because it's going to guide us to the being in the right rooms and being in the right spaces to meet our next clients or meet our next clients. I would also add developing that if you don't know how to figure it out, developing mm-hmm. it by pausing, being mindful, realizing what you're doing in the moment, just like mm-hmm. being mindful of how you're talking to other people. Yeah, that presence is so important. How do you, and then apply it to like a specific client's business? Do you help them introspect to help guide them to the right email marketing strategy for them? Yes, it really helps in really understanding where their pain point, where their frustration is. Mm-hmm. So I would say knowing how to speak to them, 
and then also in helping them know how to speak to their ideal clients like that's the next layer of that and the copywriting that actually is coming through (laughs) copywriting you have to really study the customer deeply for that and to do that you kind of have to step away from yourself and you can't be judgmental of other people because everyone has different habits and copywriting really teaches you about different audiences who aren't necessarily yourself like i wouldn't i probably wouldn't go and buy fishing gear but there are Mm -hmm. people who would buy fishing gear and you have to get into their minds and write them and i feel like that really helps build an attitude where you can develop an inner voice because you're less focused on your mind and yourself and your wants and your desires you're stepping into the mind of someone else i I like to look at copywriting as a way to help people get to what they want so i don't look at it as a sleazy sales tactic i won't work with brands where i feel that way about their product i always look at it as a way to like in an empathetic way like oh my gosh how will this person reach their goals how will they get what they want so introspection inner voices really help with all of that and on top of that talking to clients and educating them and just knowing what to say to them to really get them thinking as well you're right i never thought about the mental flexibility aspect of copywriting but that's very true that because you're inhabiting somebody else's goals and desires and thoughts and feelings for a while that it does give you perspective when you step back into your own mental headspace afterwards yeah exactly that's that's how i feel as well like with copywriting with just business in general to be honest there's so much that we think we know and then when you realize that it's there's so much more than what you think you get a little humble about it too and you're willing to accept other Speaking of possibilities, I wonder what the custom human design affirmation cards have for us today. Let's do a card reading. I'll choose a card um, based on our energy here. Let's take a deep breath together. And let that go. And today's card reads, I am here to experience life, to find my truth, and then to embody it. Do I trust that I will bloom exactly when I am meant to? Wow. (laughs) I love that. Definitely. I am here to find what I'm meant to do. And I feel like that's always a process of learning and it always evolves throughout your life. But I I do believe it will happen. So tell us where people can connect with you. Yeah, you can connect with me on my Instagram. I'm more active in responding to messages there. So my Instagram is ecomrevolutionx, and also you can find me on LinkedIn as well. I'm on LinkedIn under Slisha Pandey.